welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast and Moto NZ on YouTube. Uh, this guy's Matt. Hi. I'm Ray. <laughs> and over here we've got the two of the three available Moto Marinis in New Zealand. How cool is this? <laughs> so on my content, you've already seen the Moto Marini CMSO 6.5 SCR. On Matt's, you've already seen the S... TR, TR. And the SCR. Oh, you had the SCR too? Yeah, I've had oh, all cool. three now. And you've now got the X Cape which I had a very short ride on when, back when we did the Triumph launch. Ah, yes. But um, wasn't long enough to actually form any opinions, just like, hey, cool, hmm, this, this feels like a T7. <laughs> um, we're in... Tomaranui. Tomaranui, just behind the <laughs> railway tracks, over there. Yeah, um, the very prettily painted uh, old railway carriages. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, they're painted like that because we're behind the art centre, or if it's just graffiti, but... The Ruapehu Community Arts <laughs> Let's get back on the topic of motorcycles. Uh, so I left Wellington yesterday at uh, 2 p.m. It was uh, beautiful and warm in Wellington. It was cold in Levin, and I got to Huanganui uh, about 4.35 o'clock, just on dusk. Um, spent the night in Wanganui. The bike was great, no dramas, nothing to write home about. 650cc goes on the open road. This morning, got up bright and early, went from Wanganui up State Highway 4, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, through the gorge and the paraparas, and man, there's like nine sections of roadworks where the road has just been washed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. So good bikes be on then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly adventure but still uh, comfortable to ride, ride on the road. And um, got here, what, half an hour, 45 minutes ago? Something like that. You? Uh, I left Cambridge at, oh, it was about 10 past 7 this morning, it was still dark. Um, and yeah, I just cruised along through Te Aumutu, Te Kawiti, and found myself here just after 9. Um, and then after the world's longest wait for McDonald's for nearly 25 breakfast minutes. Breakfast of champions. Yeah, I think the real breakfast of champions is the pie and that's the way to go. You should have done that, man. I should have gone for the, gone pie. the pie. It's the traditional breakfast of champions. Um, but yeah, after that we sort of, you rolled into town and here we are. So Tomodanui, from here, uh, so this is our Moto Marini Matariki mission because yesterday was Matariki day. Yeah, um, long weekend. New public holiday in New Zealand. Yeah, second time round. Last um, year I did a Matariki mission and you weren't able to come for some reason. No, I wanted to come, but I just, I was broke. Yeah. Uh, so why. you, Dave and Tal went north. Yes, we did Bailey's Beach, um, down to Puto Point on uh, Rosie the Rally and the two DR650s, and it was an awesome time. Um, now, one of those. It's and colder than it is currently, surprisingly. Yeah, it's actually quite nice, isn't it? One of those DRs is dead. The other DR belongs to the other person now, and he's gone down to Christchurch. I know, how rude. Uh, so, Tal's down in Christchurch. Dave's fallen off the face of the planet as far as motorbikes go. Um, but people do that, eh? They come yeah. and go from motorcycling. And um, we are here in Tomaranui. Uh, so National Park is the way I came this morning and I don't want to go back there because it's cold. Yes, I bet. Um, <laughs> no, no view of the mountain, um, but uh, very, very cold. It was like six, five, six degrees there. It's uh, a balmy 11 here right now. Oh, I'm feeling quite good. It was getting a bit chilly as I was rolling into town. Yeah. Um, that's quite nice. I think we're in for a pretty good day actually, looking at the weather. Um, let's not beat around the bush and, 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 and fool people into thinking that we don't have a plan. We have a plan. We do. <laughs> uh, four years ago, uh, we uh, came through here. We didn't meet here, but we came through here. Uh, you, me, Mike, and Ben from KR. 
um, and we went and did the Forgotten World Highway. Yeah, you did it on MT07. I did. Ben had the party couch, the R1250GS. I adventure. Had Ro- yeah, the adventure, yeah. He didn't have to fuel up the entire time. Um, what, Mike was on his CBR Thou, and I was on Rosie the Rally, and I'd only just got that bike. Mm. So, uh, currently I'm the only person that still has the bike from that trip. Not that I'm riding it this time. No. It's, it's actually kind of interesting how things change and how you, you evolve over the years. So it was only four years ago that I was wearing my old ripped Yamaha riding jacket. Yeah. Um, I, I, I might now have been you're in, in Revit, man. I Those know. I might have been in jeans and I was wearing gym, gym shoes. Yes, we were not happy about the gym shoes. Um, gotta say. And I'd, only, I'd, I'd actually never ridden a road bike on gravel, so it was a very hair-raising experience when I found <laughs> out there was gravel on the Forgotten World Highway. Um, it's almost come full circle because I feel warm and toasty in this brand new Revit jacket. Um, it's I can't, I'll put on the screen on the uh, video what model it is, but it's real comfortable. I'm, uh, it's middle of winter right now, and my legs are cold because I've got no thermal insulation in the Dirt Series pants. But the jacket's great, um, and I'm rocking these, Matt. I want to show you these. These are the Exxon Ragnar gloves. These are waterproof, um, incredible insulation throughout the fingers and the palm and everything, but no insulation around the wrist. And it's a wide aperture wrist, so you can put it over your jacket. Oh, very they nice. are great and waterproof, and I really like them. Good knuckle protection. Ooh, very good. And um, how I'm, chunky do they feel on your fingers? Because there's a the thing I hate about winter they gloves. They are a winter glove. Yeah. So yeah, they, they do feel a little bit, you do lose a little bit of the dexterity. Yeah. But do you find you get cramps in like your pinky fingers and that? Because that's something that I always get no matter what winter gloves I'm wearing. I always either get cramps or my pinky finger goes numb riding long distance. So this anti-twist um, feature where you've you've tethered your little finger to your second finger. Oh, it's got like a bit of elastic or something holding them together. That... I, I like to curl my little finger and hold my next finger out, and yeah. that kind of irritates me. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I don't find any numbness. If you're getting numbness, we probably need to adjust the bars on your bike. Feel. Yeah, I haven't done it with this bike, but um, yeah, just that's how I normally find. I normally don't like winter gloves because, yeah, I like to feel the bars better. Mm. Um, so I brought my usual gloves as well, but um, yeah, leaving this morning, I wasn't going to wear my, uh, geez, what are they? My Revit calibers, I think they're called. Um, yeah, either way. I did I did bring some <laughs> motocross gloves because I figured we might get hot. But um, I just I, I did want to show you and I want to show the uh, the the watchers and the listeners the uh, the Exxon Ragnars. These are really cool. I like them. Um, I've been running them for commuting, but uh, I haven't actually had a full rain day with them yet. Ah, so you know, you know, you know how, how waterproof they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've they've been dunked in a bucket and they they were fine. But yeah, you know, when you get like real waterproof gear and you're like, yeah, I want to test the waterproofing, and then it doesn't rain for ages. Yeah. Yeah. Always the way. Yeah, it's called Murphy's Law, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I reckon the plan from here is uh, 100 metres down the road and onto the Forgotten World Highway. Is it 43? State Highway yep, 43? State Highway 43. There's been a lot of changes since we last did it as well. Yep. So I haven't actually paid that much attention, but... Um, well, it was a couple of years ago they were talking about tar sealing the whole way. Yeah. Because there was only, what, a 10k section uh, on the north side of the tunnel that was gravel. Yeah, so I think they've sealed some. I think there's still a bit of gravel there, um, but they've put in a couple of bridges and tidied it up a fair bit. So we'll we'll see. Um, it's, it's an adventure. We haven't been here for quite a while, so 
One thing we need to do that we never do because we're useless at it is stop and get content, photos, videos, yeah. and enjoy the ride. Yes. Because what we do, you and I, we just we get on the road and we just hammer it from here to the to the destination yeah. and go, whoa, that was awesome, let's have a beer. Yeah. Well we've got all day and we don't have to really be anywhere, do we? So we can take our time and do whatever. So um Let's stop blocking this footpath because we've had two. Because people keep walking around. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's just hit the road. Manamarini X Cape, Manamarini CMSO SCR, Forgotten World Highway, Matariki, Motomarini Matariki Mission. Let's go. It's warmed up a little bit. It's quite a nice ride. We've done probably 15 kilometres. Uh, I've been on the uh, CMSO six and a half. Matt's been on the X Cape. And Matt's gone, let's get some photos. And I've gone, okay, sure, why not? Um, but I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna get the drone out because there's a, a windy road all the way down there. Okay, well, we just recorded um, 20 minutes of absolutely nothing. So we will try and succinctly cover off what we just covered off um, again. Uh, we are on the road, but we haven't actually gone very far. We've probably done 20 kilometres since we last chatted to you. Um, we were riding along. Oh, don't drop it again, Matt. Crikey. Uh, we were riding along. Oh, now you've, now you've scuffed the seat. Oh, yeah. oh. It's in the mud. <laughs> Uh-oh. Put it, put, put it down there. Matt's trying to get off the um, Matamarini X-Cape. Uh, you hold my helmet for me, Ray. I will hold your Scorpion um, ADX2. ADX2. Your slightly moist Scorpion ADX2. <laughs> okay, so we haven't gone very far. We've probably done 20 kilometres. It is heavy, isn't it? Crikey. Um, we haven't gone very far. We've done probably 20 kilometres, but we've We've been trying to get ourselves out of the, uh, the brain space of we have somewhere to be, let's go, and just enjoying the ride, which as a motorcyclist, people generally do, but as motorcycling journalists, using that term very loosely for myself, we don't tend to do because it's all about the ride and getting somewhere and then creating the content. So we've been riding along um, on State Highway 43, Forgotten World Highway, and Matt goes, there's a gravel road. I'm going to go down it. And I said, no, 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 no. And you went, yes, 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 I'm going down it. And I went, okay. And it's not, not that I didn't want to go down a gravel road, like the, the um, CMSO SCR is fine on a gravel road, but it was just kind of, I was still, I got back into that mode of got somewhere to be. You're a bit moist, aren't you? Yeah. You're getting a bit warm. Yeah, getting a bit warm. Just stripped <laughs> off my jacket. Now I'm a bit cold, to be honest, but um, I'll live. Um, I was getting a wee bit warm. Got all the... Because we got up so early and it was dark and I looked at the forecast and it was a bit iffy, I was like, better chuck the rain liner in and the thermal liner. And now I'm slightly regretting it. But then... To take them out is a bit of a faff, and then I put them in my bag, and that's a bit of a faff, so... Um. We've had that conversation, actually. Um, so, uh, I, I, I've always run average gear. Like, middle of the road, nothing too expensive, and I'm now running my first ever Revit touring slash adventure jacket, which I have been toasty warm in, and I'm not sweating at all. And it's it's actually really good. Um, nothing against the, the motor dry gear, but you are probably keeping that moisture in rather than keeping it out. Yeah, the thermal liner, and the, not the thermal liner, the thermal liner is great. Uh, the 
waterproof liner in the moto dry gear it stops water going either way it seems um so if it's a hot day you don't really want to be wearing the uh rain liners in which when we get to Fongamomina, i might um duck into the bathrooms and um strip the um rain liners out um which i've carefully put in really carefully so that they wouldn't like detach from the other liners or anything else so um I'm going to regret being so thorough putting my liners in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're, we're off on gravel road on, on State Highway 43. Um, Matt's been blasting up and down the road on the uh, X-Cape while I've been flying the drone. If you want to see the uh, videos, go to YouTube, search out uh, On Throttle NZ or um, Moto NZ, and the videos will be up there in the next week or two. Uh, having an absolute blast though. See, Mizo, fantastic little bike. I liken it, and I bring back my Yamaha likings because I've ridden so many Yamahas. The uh, the CMSO is basically the MT-07 of the range, where the X-Cape is basically the Tenere 700 of the range. Both have that 650cc uh, Kawasaki-derived engine. It's like a Kawasaki copy. Um, both have basically the same frame, but different fairings and different subframe. Matt, you're running um, some beautiful gold uh, rims with spoked wheels um, and some Pirelli STR tyres, which are the ones that come factory on the T7, actually. Yeah, I've actually not been finding them too bad here in the gravel. Um, turning around in the muddy um, farm gateways has been a bit butt-puckery. Um, but also that's because I'm a bit scared of dropping this beautiful red and black fairing into the dirt and potentially damaging it more than I already have because, um, sorry, Stephen and Motor Marini NZ, it has got a scratch in the fairing, which um, I fully cop to. I'm happy to replace it if the need be. <laughs> um, it does look fantastic in the red and black, though. Oh, it's 100% the best colour in the range. Fight me. I, I thought the white was a little bit stormtrooperish, a little bit plastic. It feels a little appliancey. I think. I think you get that with white because, like, white's the colour of your fridge, sort of thing, and you can't help but subconsciously start comparing them. But um, in the red and black, it is schmuck. And the gold wheels. I, mean, I know your wife doesn't like gold wheels, but I think they look great on this bike. I know. I love having a bike with gold wheels. It irritates her to no end, and it's so much fun. <laughs> um, the CMSO. Uh, I have to say, though, although the Escape looks fantastic in those colours. The the CMSO SCR is the looker among the two. I reckon, just my own personal opinion, and I know looks are subjective and everyone has their own opinion and, and that's great. But out of the two, I think the SCR loaded up with Moscow Moto tank bag and Krieger tail bag is is it looks boss. It looks it looks keen, it looks rugged, it looks ready to go. And now that it's got a sheen of dirt from um, belting up the up the state highways yesterday, uh, I like it. You don't like a matte black mat. No, I hate matte black motorcycles, I'm sorry to say. Um, they're just a pain in the ass to keep clean. Um, or too clean and make them look nice and they're sharp imperfections too easily. I gotta agree though, I think the SCR looks really good right now. Um, and it's actually reminding me, because when I pulled in to Tom Renui, there was actually a Triumph, either a Bonneville or a Scrambler, modern custom Triumph of some description. And I thought it might have been you. Um, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, actually, yeah, that's pretty boss. Like, it looks great. And it's doing this all quite well. Um, yes, the foot pegs are probably a bit small. And if you drop it on uh, the brake lever, you are liable to break the end of the brake lever off, as I may have found out with the other one. <clears throat> yeah, don't ask him how he knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so on this gravel road, the only thing that's, that's not 
that just just makes me a little bit nervous is non-switchable ABS. I find that the rear is actually quite good. You feel the ABS kick in, but it still slows you down substantially. The front, the front brake bites and then ABS kicks in. And I have too much brake on the front. Yeah, and I have I have mentioned that these the brakes on this bike are outstanding. They are really good. Um, it might be that I'm used to a bike with crap brakes, but these are great. Um, you've got Brembo two-pot uh, calipers up the front, two of them on two discs, and then you've got a single-pot uh, rear and single disc on the back. Um, so, yeah, you, you just you grab too much front brake, it bites, and then ABS releases it, where the rear brake is, I think, on the, on the money for, for ABS on the dirt. See, I didn't have that issue uh, when I had the uh, green one, the green press bike from Auckland. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it in the dirt, particularly with the MT60 Pirelli tyres, which you get on almost everything sort of vaguely of this ilk, in terms of um, vaguely scramblerish. Um, I actually had a ball in the dirt. Um, just, yeah, you you look at the front brake. You don't grab it, you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty much what you need to do. But both bikes um, running the 650cc or 649cc engine, um, it's more than enough to get you moving uh, on the open road. More than enough. Easily enough power to pass. Um, Matt actually finds it to be um, a, a nice, powerful motorcycle <laughs> where it's a little bit down on power compared to what I'm used to. Uh, but Matt is used to riding a 250cc single banger um, Honda. Anyway, we're going to get a few more photos and then we're going to hit the track because it's it's cracking on to lunchtime. We've got one more stop to go before we hit Fungamometer. Hello. Here we are at uh, a historical place doing some historical things that we haven't done in four years, four and a bit years. So last time we were here, I was riding an MT-07 and didn't realise that what we'd just done was gravel uh, until I got to it and freaked out. He was on um, Rosie the Rally, 250cc uh, CRF250 Rally and we had a CBR1000 with us and a GS1250 Adventure. That thing, the big BMW. Anyway, uh, we got to this point, I was well behind the pack and um, I've just realised that where, where we are now is 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 that spot, Matt. Um, but uh, great ride so far. The gravel that I thought I heard that they were tarmacking it. I think they might be starting from that end because um, um, they've done a lot of. They've definitely changed out. Like it was almost like a cold that we rode through, and now there's a bridge there. Um, I don't know a huge amount of what they're actually doing. I've stopped kind of reading the in emails from NZTA because uh, I signed up to the update emails and stuff. Um, but it's, yeah, I think most of the work's that way, closer to Fongamomina. But, yeah, last time we were here you had um, quite the thing to say about this um, road. Um, so I like to think that in the last four years you've matured a bit and uh, you appreciate it more. <laughs> matured, maybe, but also um, I've got a lot more gravel under my belt. So uh, when we last rode this, this road, um, I was an occasional trail rider and uh, a road rider on an MT-07. Now I've done a lot more adventure, but um, where are we? That's the question. Uh, uh, Joshua Morgan's grave. Uh, take a snapshot of that, read that, hit pause on the video. Um, Hungarakau Gorge. It's the bit of the, the State Highway 43 that is gravel, is basically only through the Tangarakau Gorge now. 
So, so we've done what, six k's of gravel? Yeah, maybe a little more. Um, I remember this being vaguely halfway through the gravel, but um, hey, it's been years since I've been here, so who knows, they may have sealed some. This may no longer be the halfway point. We'll, um, we'll find out, won't we? Here we are at the Hobbit's Hole, also known as the Mulkey Tunnel. Uh, we just pulled up after doing probably another 30 odd k's from where we last spoke to you on the Forgotten World Highway, State Highway 43. That tunnel mat is very, very cool. You can imagine the dudes with little pickaxes actually digging that manually and that's how it was done, none of this boring machine. No, it actually looks really, really cool. And I'm just gonna take a nice quick photo there. Yeah, it's um, slippery when wet, as my dad found out. Um, we've already told the story of my dad falling off his Tiger 1050 in that tunnel and breaking his leg. Um, so, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's got that handcrafted feel to it. Even the, um, the ground's not all that smooth and flat. Although the stories of the uh, the road being tar sealed, uh, probably three years ago they announced that they've, they've done a few. They've done probably three or four more k's of of seal, but there's still a decent amount of gravel. I would say probably eight kilometres thereabouts. Um, the front of the Cimizo SCR is hilariously dirty. Hilariously dirty. Your headlight's not going to be really working, and I've got this photo I'm working on right now. There's a sign in the background that says "Check your lights," and your headlight is just completely covered in muck. Yeah, so the problem with that front wheel and the uh, little duckbill spoiler is that at certain speeds, anywhere below 50 kilometres an hour, anything that flings off the top of that tyre is going to go out in front of the bike over the front duckbill and hit the headlight or go over the headlight and hit me. I am decidedly grubby. Like, take a photo of my chest, Matt. <laughs> Get your face in there too, just to make it. You're a wee bit grubby, mate. That's frustrating. You don't look too happy about that either. I'm not. <laughs> Brand new jacket, and it's covered in mud. But the front of the um, X Cape is is clean. That's a very good looking bike with the uh, minimal dirt that it's accumulated over its lower half. Um, but this, I keep looking back at the same as it, and it looks tough. It does look tough. It looks cool. Yeah, like with the Moscow tank bag on there, uh, the mud all over the front of it, and as much as I hate to say it, the matte black paint, it looks quite menacing right now. It looks really cool. In a, in a Mad Max sort of way, right? Yeah. like I'm, Yeah, I'm getting like ideas and like, oh, that would be pretty cool. No, do not mount my bike. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing, okay, so the, uh, the X-Cape is the, the dirt-focused adventure bike of the pack. Um, but it has the low front mudguard, which is keeping things clean. Where the Cimizo SCR, yeah, it's, it's, it's Scrambler-inspired, and it's capable, but it's not an adventure bike, and it's the one that's covered in dirt with the high front fender. Anyway, I oh, I can see straight through the tunnel now to the other side. Let's uh, get a quick couple of drone shots with this. Again, check out the videos on YouTube. Search out uh, On Throttle NZ or Moto NZ. And, um, we, yeah, we're going to have social media photos as well up on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, we'll talk to you again when we get to the pub. <laughs>
Have you thought about your motorcycle insurance? Protector Insurance do a massive range of motorcycle insurance. It's motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists with some awesome benefits like they can give you the booking fee for your Ride Forever course back. They can cover not only your bike but your gear as well and they can do track day cover. So check out protectorinsurance.co.nz and get a quote today. I was incredibly surprised I even saved money on my policy. Protectorinsurance.co.nz That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz And thanks Protector for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Hello. How you doing? I can't see me, but I assume I'm there. You're there. Hi, you're there. Say hi. Hi. Um, we're in front of Mama now. Mama, 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 Mama. It's a noisy wee town, isn't it? I'm looking into the sun. Yeah, that wasn't a smart choice, was it? Um, <laughs> been here probably 20 minutes. A couple of people stopped to look at the bikes, which is kind of cool. It's always fun when people look at your bikes. And being Motobarinis, they haven't been on the market here in New Zealand all that long, so um, they're probably quite interested. Uh, the People's Choice was the X-Cape. I think the red had a lot to do with that. The fact that it's shiny red and looks attractive. Mm. Um, got a feeling that one of the guys we were talking to may have been an adventure rider as well, so he was probably a bit biased in that direction. Mm. Um, yeah, they're looking, they're looking pretty tough. The SCR more so than the X-Cape. Um, XCR, SCR, blah, um, has quite a lot of mud on its headlight, which if it starts to get dark, we're going to have to address. Um, yeah, next petrol station, we'll, we'll pour <laughs> some water over that. Um, and that's all from the front tyre. It's all kind of between 30 and 50 k's an hour. Anything that flicks off the front tyre that isn't caught by the tiny little bill um, or the back the back hugger um, goes over the front bill and onto the headlight or onto the rider. My jacket is covered in mud. Um, but yeah, it's been a good ride so far. It's um, been really good fun. Taken us twice as long as it did last time, but we've got lots of footage, which is kind of the aim. Mm. Well, and yeah. are we are we offshoot down we gravel road? Yeah. Oh, we've just been having fun. Like, and that's what I think part of this whole trip, at least for me, is about is just enjoying being on a bike again, yeah. and not just going balls to the wall. We have to do X, like. Because generally we are. We have to get from here to here by this time to do that, and then we have to get this bike and then get as much content as we can on that bike while we've got it until we do that, and then go and do that, and then be here. Yeah. Which and is... It's so much more enjoyable. Like We've taken photos, I've done some very amateur wheelies, um, and it's been... Insert wheelie here. <laughs> and it's just been fun and enjoyable and we've just been cruising along enjoying the twisties and just enjoying these two bikes that are very well matched um slightly different genres but essentially the same bikes at their hearts modification wise the scr i think i would change the foot pegs i'm definitely looking at them going you could probably just swap the pegs from the X-Cape and just set them straight on. Hmm. Like it looks I mean, like they're fine. If you're sitting down, they're perfectly fine. But as soon as you get off-road and you want to stand up, not that you have to stand up off-road, mind, but when you do want to, it's just a little bit uh, narrow. You, you're kind of standing on these bars as opposed hmm. to standing on some big platforms. But it would look really tough with, say, cleated pegs 
a different pipe, like maybe a louder, nicer bit of burble pipe, um, and a skid pipe. Put some more chunky, t uh, off-roady tyres on it, like some, like nothing too flash, like TKC80s, yeah, TKC80s, <laughs> or some, even some Shinko E804805s. And that would be a hilariously fun little bike. Yeah, it's like cool. it is really fun, and it's noticeably lighter than the X-Cape. Like jumping off the X-Cape onto that to do photos and stuff, like you notice how much lighter it is, and you're like, "Oh, this is pity." Like it's it's quite fun, and the fuel tank. Like I remember getting on them the first time around and going, "Holy shit, this fuel tank is huge!" But you slap a tank bag on there, and all of a sudden it's. It's nothing. It's the tank. To some people, may seem huge, but it's the perfect size tank for a tank bag. Mm. You've got so much ex expensive area to just put a bag. Oh, it's great! So I'm running the Moscow Moto No Mix No Max tank bag, which, in comparison to your tank bag, is is not so much a cavernous space that you can put everything in, but it's more like a roll a, a filer deck where you've got different layers and pockets mm. for everything. Um, which may or may not suit any p particular person. You know, mm. Some people like to just have a lot of space, they can just chuck something in. Um, but I'm running that and the Krieger on the back. That's the other issue, is if it was my bike, I'd probably cut a bit of the plastic away at the back and have a place where I could run the, 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 the ties for the bag better. Um, or put some kind of uh, aftermarket rack on the back. Yeah, I'm thinking Dold might actually do one, like Ventura might have a Ventura rack available for it. Mm. Which, like, they're not the most rugged looking and tough, like we're sort of thinking in terms of aesthetic, but it would work. It would and give then, you more space. And then you've got the whole yeah. range of Ventura luggage to slap on. Um, maybe we should look actually check that when we mm. can be bothered. Um, <laughs> Because weirdly enough, we have 4G in Fongamomina now. Last time we were here, there was no reception at all, and it was quite nice and quiet. Now there is, um, yeah, all sorts. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice and quiet. It's it's so quiet, in fact, that I feel like I should be whispering. <laughs> you are a bit quiet over there, right? Yeah. A bit self-conscious, are we? Well, that yeah. And there's, there's people at the table beside us that I don't really want. I don't want to be like, yo, we're the big city people here to do some content. Yeah, <laughs> hey, look at my camera. Woo! Ugh. Anyway, um, next stop, Mount Taranaki. Next stop, Stratford for fuel. Yes. And I don't think you'll go much further than there. Yeah, tr true. But you may have an extra, what, two litres over me, but I don't think you've got that much extra range yeah. in that real life. That is one life. thing that I wish the Xcape had that the same as it has, and it is a range to empty all the time you have to get onto reserve before the Xcape will show you what your range is really yeah it'll show you what your range is but you have to be on reserve before it'll start showing you an estimate but it'd be nice if you just had that on the screen all the time because the fuel gauge itself is i think eight bars like just little bars on the screen mm. and for me to look at it at a glance i've got no idea how much fuel i've got like i can guess if i've got over half a tank but if you've got any more of that you're like uh, I, I find, because the CMS has got the same gauge, I find I, I look at it and go, well, I don't know how much gas I've got, and then look at the range to empty and go, oh, I know how much gas I've got yeah. now. Yeah, yeah it's, it would be a nice thing if they updated that on the Xcape, because having them side by side as well, like I thought they had exactly the same TFT unit, but they don't. The one on the same is smaller. Um, but don't know why I assumed that the one on the um, same ESO was bigger, it was the huge 7 inch one, but it's a nice unit. 
And it shows you everything you want. Mm. Bang for buck, the Semizo and the Xcape are fantastic bikes when you consider the fact that they are still Lambs bikes. Yeah. Like, don't don't fall into the trap of comparing the Xcape to the T7. No. Because you can't ride the T7 on a learner or restricted license. But the Xcape you can, and it's one of those bikes that you may not need to swap out when you get your full. Yeah, you well, know, like, we, I've we been finding the that. power, like, it's 60 horsepower. Yes, a lot of people like to have a lot more thrill in their ride, but for just enjoying a ride, it's plenty of power. And that was the other thing we, um, well, I noticed anyway, um, on the T7, I'm used to, if I want to break traction in the rear, uh, jarring the drivetrain by yeah. just winding on the po on the power from low revs, yeah. because it will. Yeah. But the power delivery on the on the Semizo is such that at low revs, if you wind on it, it the first yeah it, the first few revs are slow to build, so mm. it doesn't break traction straight away. Yeah. So you've actually got to be trying to break traction to lose traction. Mm. Yeah, they're in which is great for great for a, a learner or a less skilled rider, right? Yeah. Well, and you got like if you're riding on the gravel, like that Xcape is so so comfy, no matter if you're sitting down or standing up. Um, like I've said it before, you've got those nice pads on the side of, well, basically it's part of the seat that just sits mm. down for your knees to lock into. Nice and easy, standing position's good. Um, and the factory pegs are actually decently sized as well. Like I've taken the foot peg rubbers out for this ride, um, which gives me about, what, not even an inch of extra leg room, but standing up on them, like I've got no complaints. Okay, next stop, Stratford. Still like 70k's away or something. Yeah. But, for the middle of winter, it's 16 degrees right now. I'm on a t-shirt. <laughs> middle of winter riding people. Yeah, it was a bit chilly this morning going past National Park, but like, perfect weather. I just realised Whangamamuna has a post office. It doesn't Whangamamuna like has everything. <laughs> Whangamamuna has its own um, passports. It's a, it's a, what do you call it? Republic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not far away, sorry! <laughs> I love this place, it's awesome. <laughs> They're not far away, just in case you're wondering. Right, we'll talk to you soon. Well there you go, it might be too windy uh, to hear me because I'm using my phone, but we have done the State Highway 43, the Forgotten World Highway, we've gone through Stratford and got some gas, and we've found ourselves in a beautiful meadow, with a beautiful Maunga, Mount Taranaki, Mount Taranaki. And because uh, Matariki is a Māori holiday, Māori New Year, what better way to celebrate than going up uh, a mighty Maunga, here on the west coast of the North Island of New Zealand. And Matt reckons there's a moto token or some bloody thing up the hill, is there, Matt? Yeah, can't remember what it's called. River Point of Interest. There we go, the river up. And it's up there somewhere and we've got to get within 200 metres of it. Yeah, let's go. Right, here you go. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, this is two, mata, two moto marinis on Mount Taranaki, the Maunga, 
on the Matariki mission. We made it to Taranaki and holy Jesus that's cold, but that is a massive mountain. We've actually come up near the top of the, um, we're near the top of the, the tree line. My gloves are flying everywhere. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're near the top of the tree line and the snow line is just up there. Matt, do you fancy a walk? Oh, how far? To the snow line. Yeah, nah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair hike. It's so cold, in fact, my teeth are being sensitized. Oh, but we made it. We're gonna get some photos and then get blown off this mountain. And then we're going down to New Plymouth. The sun is setting, it has been a fantastic day. We will talk to you again momentarily. <laughs> and now we're out of the wind. You might actually be able to hear us. We're um, just chilling at North Egmont Camphouse. Just in the lee of the building here, out of the wind, because far out. What a view. What, what a view. And I'm actually stoked we came up here, Matt. This is a brilliant idea. I know, sometimes I have them. Why are you always surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Those clouds are moving awfully fast, aren't they? Yeah. I'm thinking we should probably not hang around up here too long. Oh, I thought we were staying here tonight. <laughs> hey, you put me accommodation, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> in the bush. What a fantastic day it's been. Uh, we've made it to our accommodation and I think we have lucked out. Does lucked out mean good luck or bad luck, Matt? Well, I've got luxury accommodation with beds that... Um... No, but when you say lucked out, does that mean I got good luck or I got bad luck? I usually think of it as good luck, but I don't know now that you're questioning it. I'm going to go with that. We lucked out. We got sweet accommodation. We booked like a week ago, 130 bucks. We get two queen beds in a room with separate bath, shower, toilet, whatever in there, and buffet restaurant, like two minutes out our door, Matt. <laughs> buffet restaurant and full bar. Yeah, full bar's got me excited. Now you're gonna get drunk and I'm not gonna be able to get drunk so I'm gonna have too much food in me. We can try. <laughs> So that's our ride. Thank you so much for watching. I'm sure we'll give you more because tomorrow's another day, but right now it is time to, uh, to put the feet up, to charge all the bloody gear that we've got and to chill. Till next time, Huru. Hello, good morning from the thriving metropolis of New Plymouth. I'm Ray, that's Matt. We made it yesterday. We made it to here. In this swanky looking hotel room. Yes, not all motorcycle trips end in a hotel room. When was the last time you stayed in a hotel room that wasn't funded by a motorcycle manufacturer, Matt? Um, last August on a family trip to Rotorua, which was considerably more expensive than this place. Ooh, hotels nice. for family trips. Flash. <laughs> 
Ah, so by now, yesterday, you know, we did, uh, well, I did Wanganui to Tomaranui, met up with this guy, and then we did Tomaranui to uh, Stratford via the Forgotten World Highway. We went up the mountain, we come down here. What a ride. I didn't feel absolutely wrecked when I got here because we hadn't covered a massive, massive amount of Ks, but we did make a point of stopping to create content and get film and talk and stuff, which was really nice because we don't usually do that. We usually just power straight through. Um, and we even did something we wouldn't normally do and went up the mountain and looked at some sights, which was cool. When I say the mountain, Mount Taranaki. Yes. Matt hasn't woken up yet. <laughs> um, so this morning consists of getting our stuff together and making a plan for breakfast. Breakfast and leaving. Incidentally, if you're ever going on a motorbike trip, and you're worried about uh, battery consumption on your phone. I got given this, uh, it's a battery bank. It says 20 watts on the back, which is apparently a 1000 milliamp hour battery or 37 watt hours. Um, it's got oh, inductive charging, a ring that you just put your phone on and it charges. Plus it's got a USB-A, a mini USB and a USB-C and you charge it via the USB-C and that hasn't gone flat yet. It's charged my phone twice. I'm very, very impressed. So get yourself one of those. But the numbers you want to know are 10,000 milliamp hours or 37 watt hours. That's the capacity of the thing. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll last a day or two, at least until you get to accommodation, you can charge that up as well. Would you agree? I would. I, I guess. would. <laughs> I'd agree with me. I'd agree with me. You were talking about being in the dark ages all yesterday and... Um, yeah. Well, I was. I was in the dark because I'm, I'm used to charging on the bike and I don't have a charger on the bike, so... Uh, see, that's the great thing about uh, the X-Cape. Two USB ports. So I was able to charge the batteries for my cameras and my phone at the same time. Mm. Felt very luxury. Yeah, on the T7 I've got the um, wireless charging head, so my phone is just always at 100%. I need to get my hands on one of those, I think, just because if it rains and you put the poncho on over your phone to keep it nice and dry, you can't charge it traditionally. Um, and as I found when I did one big day last year, water can actually travel up a charging cable if it's raining hard enough. Mm. It's like those little fish in the Amazon when you pee in the river, they swim at you, up your urethra. <laughs> oh, that's a mental image I really didn't need this morning. Sorry for the mental <laughs> image, podcast listeners. I apologise. I don't apologise to Matt, though. Right. Something else you might want to think about keeping in your motorbike kit for those uh, big trips is these dainty little bottles from Muckoff. Not sponsored or anything, but Muckoff helmet and visor and goggle cleaner and Markov Premium Anti-Fog Treatment. So my helmet was very grubby when I got uh, got here last night and I've treated, cleaned it with this stuff and it's uh, sparkling and fresh for the 350 odd K trip home. Do you need any helmet cleaner, Matt? Oh, you wouldn't say no. Of course you could always just go to the bathroom in your accommodation and clean it with some water and a paper towel, but. I got some bugs. You got bugs? Yeah, I, got... I don't have mud on mine. Feel left out. I didn't get mud. Oh, <laughs> they expect a makeup removal towel to be grubby and filthy and gross, don't they? They do. There's a, there's a brown one in there specifically for makeup because I know this from the ladies. You, you don't want white towels, and ladies don't generally want white bedding either because they don't want the cleaner to know how grubby they really are. 
What, ladies are grubby? Ladies are grubby. Or maybe just the ladies I know. <laughs> if you've been with us this far or on the podcast or the video, thank you so much for watching and listening. Really appreciate it. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Join us for the, uh, the future trips that are coming. Um, we've got heaps more coming. I can't <laughs> tell you exactly what's coming, but we have more coming uh, because it's not planned yet. I don't really have any more thoughts. What else is going on? Oh, I need to find somewhere to have breakfast. Mm, breakfast. Mm, we'll good. do that. Um, if you want to, if you want any GPX routes of any of the adventures we've been on, just chuck a comment or message us on social media. More than happy to chuck those at you um, because you know people need to know where to ride, and we've done quite a few of the trails around the world, around the country. Mm. From here, I'm going south. I'm going through, or well, south? I'm going east, actually. Uh, Stratford, Whanganui, State Highway 1, home. It's about 360 odd K, and I'm gonna be home at like two o'clock this afternoon. Matt? Uh, north, then northeast, straight up to State Highway 3, I think. You're gonna follow the coast up? Yeah, well, it's really nice going up past Mokau, so. Um, Hopefully it's really nice. It is looking quite grey out there at the moment, so. And trust that we got back to our uh, respective families nice and safe. Uh, that's where the microphone's cut out. Uh, and I'm now mixing down this podcast in a hotel room in Auckland because work, work life. But thank you very much for listening. If you like this podcast or you didn't, let us know in the comments below. You can email podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well under the names Kiwi Rider Podcast. Matt's website onthrottle.co.nz and his YouTube channel onthrottle.nz. Mine, MotoNZ on YouTube and MotoNZ.com. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Ray. That was Matt. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in a normal format in seven days' time. Yeah.